Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. Let's take a a look at the overall uh, geopolitical uh, situation right now. I'm bringing a guy who knows what he's doing. Uh, His name is Douglas London. He's a former CIA officer for many years. Currently, he's a professor at Georgetown University School of Foreign Services, a fine school. Uh, He is the author of the book, The Recruiter, Spying and the Lost Art of American Intelligence. So he knows what he's doing. All right, first of all, uh, the jihad, as I said, has been downgraded. Uh, They're active in Africa um, and in the Middle East somewhere. How would you calibrate their strength? Bill, I think you, you, you hit the nail on the head by using the word downgraded or degraded. The United States pursued a strategy of leadership decapitation that I know is well illustrated in your book, going after the core leadership and logistics hubs and such to make it more difficult for these groups as centralized organizations to pose a threat. But at the same time, that strategy led to a decentralization of the threat. So we saw the rise of the Islamic State. We see al-Qaeda morphing into various affiliates. So I think, as you depict correctly, the threat of a 9-11 type attack on the United States is much less than it was and much less than it's ever been. But I think we see the rise in smaller scale attacks by both Islamic State and its affiliates, as well as Al-Qaeda. Recently, we saw the news from Philadelphia in mid-August of a teenager, apparently, who was planning an attack uh, undescribed, but that would involve various explosives and and a number of weapons. And he was in touch with one of these Al-Qaeda affiliates back in Syria. So downgraded, degraded, yes. Uh, uh, Absent, unfortunately not. And it'll never be. Uh, You were at the CIA when the Patriot Act was passed, and um, the CIA uh, was very effective in uh, listening to calls made to 
foreign locations, particularly the hot locations. There was a segment of the American public, and there is now, hates the Patriot Act, thinks it's inclus- uh, intrusive, it violates privacy and all of that. But from my research, the ability to monitor through drones and everything else, the communications worldwide among the jihadist core is really what led to a lot of victories over them. Am I wrong? Well, you're right, Bill. In fact, it's absolutely essential. And there's a debate right now about Section 702 in terms of bulk collection and what U.S. intel and law enforcement can listen to. But again, uh, circling back to this individual in Philadelphia, that was all over cyber. It was the ability of the U.S. intel community and the Bureau to identify his communications with this al-Qaeda affiliate. And that wouldn't have happened without the Patriot Act and without Section 702. Okay. Let's look at Afghanistan for a second. I mean, Taliban take over. Al-Qaeda reconstitutes uh, a little bit in that country. Uh, What do you think about what's going on over there? The Taliban has its own interpretation of the accord with the United States, which diverges from ours, which allows them to be a lot more supportive to Al-Qaeda and its various partner groups than we would like or that we thought they were going to be. Uh, The Taliban provides sanctuary not only to Al-Qaeda, but variously 17 to 23 affiliate groups and partner organizations. And back in the CIA, we looked at partner organizations, even though they weren't necessarily Al-Qaeda franchises. They were Kashmiri militant groups. They were Central Asian groups that cooperated and collaborated with Al-Qaeda. Those groups are receiving sanctuary in Afghanistan. And while you might be able to say, as the United States administration does, that those groups themselves might not be capable of directing an attack against the United States. They provide the strategic direction to their affiliates and partner organizations who would carry these attacks. And they also are able to fundraise, manage, and recruit under the Taliban's protection. So it continues to pose a problem for us, but also the various neighbors in that very volatile region. What about Pakistan's Secret Service? Um, Are they sympathetic to the jihad as they were at one time? They have a great deal of problems from getting what they wished for, which was a U.S. loss and expulsion from the area. The Taliban has given sanctuary to their number one threat, which is the Tariq Taliban Pakistan, a group of various Pakistani-Afghan tribes that cross the border that don't really believe they're Afghan or Pakistan that have been undertaking the majority of the attacks against Pakistan and destabilizing the country at a very difficult time. And relations between the Taliban and Pakistan are very tense after two decades of Pakistani support to their operations against the United States presence on the ground. How about Iran? Is Iran now uh, a sanctuary for the jihad? Iran continues, as best I could tell from open source information, to host various groups such as al-Qaeda, but their nemesis uh, is shared with us as being the Islamic State, whose interests are untypical to to theirs. But they continue to provide sanctuary to al-Qaeda, but also, obviously, they're providing support to their proxy, Hezbollah, in Lebanon, and the various Shia militant organizations in Iraq. Um, In Iraq, the uh, western part of the country was where the ISIS people based. They were the most vicious after the uh, Iraq war. Uh, Trump went in, put a hurt on them, but they're still there and in northern Syria as well. Is that correct? They're definitely there. And uh, our ability to maintain counterterrorist pressure 
has really been the key to preventing them from going on the offensive. They're certainly taking advantage of less pressure, both in Northwest Syria, as well as across the region to try to reconstitute. We see it in some of the prisons where, or detainee camps where they're recruiting and fundraising. So it's something we can't be complacent about. And what about Turkey? Do they cooperate against ISIS? Well, yes and no. ISIS represents a definite threat, one we share, but they have a difference of opinion about some of their partners. We partner with some of the Kurdish groups uh, against which the Turks have various issues and they've been at war with for, for many decades. And that does cause some friction between the greater ISIS coalition that continues to operate in that region. But not too many ISIS are in Turkey. They, Turkey doesn't want them there, correct? No, Turkey certainly doesn't want to host ISIS or Al-Qaeda right. for that matter. They are definitely right. partners in that, but sort of a different approach to how they're prosecuting the threat. And finally, the southern border, as I gave you the stats, do you see that as a danger to the USA right now? Well, Bill, I don't share your uh, perspective in terms of jihad and terrorism. Um, I'll stay away from the other partisan issues about immigration overall. But over my career at the agency, we kept a close eye on the transit of potential terrorists among these various groups, and we didn't really see it as a, as a major issue. Okay, but now with the uh, volume of human beings screaming across that border and the stats from the Border Patrol that these people were found on a terror watch list going up pretty uh, dramatically, um, do you think the agency is down there in any force watching what's going on? I know you're speculating because you're teaching now, but to me, the open border, I mean, that's something you got to take seriously. Well, the CIA has an excellent relationship with the rest of the U.S. intel community, as well as law enforcement, including TSA. And we, we very actively exchange information and expertise and such like that, which is one of the reasons why I'm a little bit encouraged that there has not been that problem. We certainly always worry about it. Keep a close eye. The Millennium Bomber came across the Canadian border, as you'll remember, Bill, so many years ago. So it's something we do pay attention to or did under my time. But again, we had not seen terrorist groups able to exploit any vulnerabilities in great effect over the course of my career. And, and right now, again, I'm no, outside it hasn't and, happened. And looking that, at you do. That's fair. It has not happened, been traced back, but uh, the numbers are growing. Hey, Professor, very good. Thank you very much for your expertise. We really appreciate it. The book, again, is The Recruiter, Spying and the Lost Art of American Intelligence. Thanks again, Professor. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. 
So we looked around for a guest to uh, try to put this gender stuff into some kind of perspective. And we don't want ideologues, okay? We don't, we don't do that here. It's just boring. And one of the problems with cable news is when you turn on a certain show, you know what the guests are going to already say and the host is already going to say it. We don't want that. So we selected a, a young woman of distinction uh, named Riley Gaines. You have heard the name. She was on the University of Kentucky swim team, nominated. Um, she was actually um, the Diving Scholar Athlete of the Year in 2022. And she objects to competing against um, people born male. And uh, she joins us now. She's the director of the Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. So do you disagree with my analysis of why this gender thing has suddenly exploded in this country? No, you're entirely correct. Um, as you mentioned, look at China, look at Russia, look at Germany, Cuba, Venezuela, Brazil, North Korea. It's the exact same tactics. Have a conversation with people who, who have fleed those countries and see what they say. See what they say about where we're at, about the the changing of the language that we use, uh, as you said, and I, I think that's been pretty apparent, we have a Biden appointee, Rachel Levine, who now refers to women as egg producers because apparently woman is way too controversial. So if you look at all the, the different pieces, let's lay them out. The changing of the language, the denying of objective truth, biological reality, the silencing, which I know firsthand um, because I, I was silenced. Really, we were emotionally blackmailed. I, I think the best word to describe the silencing that we as female athletes face in regards to keeping us quiet about not wanting to participate against men, the best way to describe it is criminal. Okay, um, so let, me, silencing... let me, I want to I re refresh people's memories about your story. How long ago was it when you I, first I'm... competed against someone who was born a male in the pool. How long ago? It was in March of 2022, so about okay. a year and a half ago. So that's recent, all right? So when you saw that happen, you brought it your objection to the attention of whom? Um, I made it pretty public. Uh, all season, I talked amongst my teammates and my coaches and my parents and and my competitors, and we all agreed. Uh, we were all on the same page, yet we were kind of whispering about it. We were kind of walking on eggshells talking about it. And so after really directly facing the injustice at that national championships, um, competing against Leah Thomas, who, let me just say, a six foot four, fully intact man, who we were also forced to undress in front of, who competed three years on the men's team at University of Pennsylvania, ranking 462nd at best, to then, of course, to no one's surprise, winning a national title when competing against the women. Um, after we tied, Thomas and I, we had tied um, at this meet, and we go behind the awards podium, and the official looks at both Thomas and myself and says, great job, but you guys tied. And we only have one trophy, so we're going to give this trophy to Leah. And, of course, there was a lot of feelings, but when I asked the question that no one dared ask all season of why, you know, I, I know we tied. I know we don't necessarily account for ties, but why are you giving this trophy to Thomas? 
the official looked at me and said, well, we've been advised when pictures are being taken, Leah has to have the trophy. Okay, but who and was so behind all... that's what trusted me. Who do you think, Ms. Gaines, was behind all of this? There had to be... Look, it never happened when I was competing in college athletics. It just never happened until a short time ago in history, maybe two or three years ago. Who is behind all this? I don't know if it's as much as a who as it is a what. What I think is behind all this, I, I think, of course, because it's not limited to just one who. Of course, the NCAA was the culprit here, um, right. but it's it's so much bigger than that. It's corporate America, it's media, it's churches, it's academia. It's extended far beyond the who. But I think the what, why this is happening, is they're following the money. Um, these these large governing bodies and again corporations they don't follow red or blue they follow green. Um, the ESG scores, federal funding, all of these different things people are terrified of losing that so they'll throw their moral compass entirely out of the window. And I know these people know this is wrong because they've admitted it. Even the president of the NCAA himself publicly he released a statement saying and I remember it word for word because I find it comical he said I unequivocally stand in my decision to allow Leah Thomas to swim with the women because it's based in evolving science. But privately, Mark Emmert, who has now stepped down, has the audacity to tell me to keep going and keep fighting, keep pushing. These men, and I say men because most of these people in these positions are men, but it's not limited to just men. They're cowards. They're spineless and they have no backbone. And ultimately it's become... It's gotten to the point where we as women have become collateral damage in the process. All right. I think you're right about that. I think there's another uh, tailwind on it that the politically correct atmosphere on most college campuses, and you were competing at the college level, is far left. And so any kind of politically correct, virtue-seeking, got to give the trans people everything or whatever, that's going to take deep root. Final question. And you're a young woman, and, you, and once again, I want to uh, promote Riley Gaines Center at the Leadership Institute. You can get it at Riley Gaines Center, one word, dot uh, org. Now it's filtered down to the children. Now seven or eight-year-old kids who may be unhappy or getting bullied or whatever go, well, I don't want to be a girl, I want to be a boy. I mean, which is insane, but kids will do that when they hear all and see all of this kind of crazy stuff. Do you see this as a real danger? I certainly do think it's a real danger, um, not even necessarily because of what what it is, but because we're denying truth. And as, as you mentioned in your intro, um, which you said off camera might bore me, I, I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, that's a pretty chilling thought. When we start to deny objective truth, it's pretty Orwellian actually. It's as if they're trying to make us say two plus two is five. And we know two plus two is not five. But so many people are adhering. And keep in mind, this is the most basic of truths. Man and woman, boy and girl, mother and father, male versus female. It's the most basic of truths. It's the essence of humanity. It's how we're all here. And they're asking us to deny that. They themselves are denying it. The people no, leading they this are. country. You haven't seen anything yet. Wait till this AI stuff comes in. Oh, whoa. Well, we wish you the best, Ms. Gaines. Thank you very much for speaking out and being courageous and putting your point uh, in front of the nation. 
And we appreciate you uh, helping us out tonight. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's a gem from the No Spin News Vault. So it is my job to present you with the best analysis I can. And that not only includes, that's not only me, that includes other people. So I searched around in my mind to find a guest after the president's speech who wouldn't cheap shot Mr. Biden, because that's easy. That's all day long. You're going to hear that for the next week or so. Okay. But somebody who really knows the turf, and who knows Mr. Biden, and who was once a vice presidential candidate for president. The man is Senator Joseph Lieberman. Now, he served 24 years. He retired in 2013, but he's still very active abroad, knows everybody, okay? Been to Afghanistan, Middle East, all kinds of times, all right? He knows a lot more about Afghanistan than President Biden does. So joining us now from Riverdale, New York, is the aforementioned Senator Joseph Lieberman. Now, in my opinion, I've known you for decades. You know as much about the world, American foreign affairs, as anybody does. So if you were president in 2021, how would you have handled Afghanistan? <laughs> Well, thanks, Bill. First, I want to accept your nomination. That was really the easiest nomination I ever had. Uh, uh, it's a great question, and I, I would have handled it very differently. Uh, I believed uh, uh, for some years that, uh, uh, that, that we were actually no longer at war, we, the U.S., in Afghanistan, that we were there fundamentally on a counterterrorism mission to stop Afghanistan from again being used as a, a base from which to attack us and our allies. And we were doing it very successfully, as you know, down to 2,500 troops from over 150,000 before. We were given kind of morale, backup support, some air cover, some intelligence to the Afghan uh, military and the government, and that was enough to keep them going. 
and uh, to, to hold off the Taliban. So I, I think the decision um, made by President Biden uh, and contemplated by President Trump was essentially a, uh, a surrender to an enemy, the Taliban, that we had already defeated, uh, and an invitation to exactly the kind of chaos that has occurred in Afghanistan over the last several weeks. And, okay. and it has an end. Now, this has uh, evolved from the Trump administration, and the former president told me that he wanted to pull out for two reasons. Number one, that he didn't want uh, American service people over there in, in any danger at all. And number two, that he didn't believe the billions of dollars that we had to spend to keep anybody there was worth it, that we didn't get as much intel uh, to justify that kind of expenditure. But he also told me that he would never, ever have pulled out the way that President Biden did. And if the Taliban violated the agreement and he were still president, he would have attacked the Taliban militarily. So that's President Trump's story. President, President Biden's story is that the American people demanded that everybody be pulled out of there and it was his mandate to do it. Do you buy that? I don't buy it. I mean, I, I never buy uh, conducting American foreign policy or national security based on public opinion polls. You're elected to be the commander in chief. You got to do what you yourself think is uh, best for our, our country's security. But listen, President Biden believed uh, for a long time now that we should be out of Afghanistan. And uh, uh, I, I never, I didn't get it because I, uh, it, listen, last year, General Jack Keane, the former vice chief of the army, and I wrote an open letter to President Trump and, and really the uh, same thing to President Biden. Don't, don't pull out because uh, you, you're going to have to reconstitute that counterterrorism mission that you've got now at, at, in Afghanistan. Is it costly? It is. Is it worth it? For our security, I believe it is. You know, there was an interesting story, never denied by the Biden administration, that uh, at the meeting that President Biden held with President Putin of Russia in June, Biden uh, told Putin that he hoped to essentially reconstitute America's counterterrorism center in Central Asia from Afghanistan to a neighboring uh, friendly country. And Putin said, no way. And uh, I'm afraid Biden uh, withdrew the plan. Well, that, that shows you why what we've been doing in Afghanistan, and even Biden, I think, understood it as he got closer to the actual pullout from Afghanistan, was really important to our security. Uh, I hope the Afghans, the Taliban changes, but... Uh, they're not going to change, Senator. Both you and I in our lifetime know they're not going to change, and terrorism will ramp up out of Afghanistan. Now, you made a very, very important and I think brilliant point, and I'm not just blowing smoke at you. The Afghan war had really ended. There hadn't been an American casualty in more than a year. Now, part of that was because of Trump. Trump told the Taliban on the phone that if they attacked Americans, he was going to kill them, them personally with drones. And because of what happened to al-Baghdadi and Soleimani, they believed him. However, once Biden took over, then it seems to me that there was no one in charge of drawing down and closing it up because it's incomprehensible that you would abandon Bagram Air Force Base. And both you and I have been there. We know how big it is and how secure it is. They're holding a thousand ISIS prisoners there. 
all right? And you got buku American arms all over the place. You abandon it. For what reason? Why? Why would you do that ever? I don't understand it. Has anybody given you a reason? No good reason. The only, only good reason, and it's a terrible reason, is that maybe this is what they thought would please the Taliban. But what, what are, I mean, that's, the Taliban are our enemy. Come on, wake up, folks. They've been trying to kill us, and they have killed a lot of us for a long time. Uh, uh, so w the years ahead are full of danger for us. But you're absolutely right. Bagram became a, really a first-class airport outside of all the urban congestion of Kabul, it would have been a place for a, a much better, smoother, safer evacuation. Yeah, Muslim, and you, were, and you like, could have shipped those ISIS prisoners out of there to other prisons around the world. Now, the other thing that drives that absolutely drives me crazy, I don't know one NATO nation or one American ally, and maybe you do, that thinks Biden did a good job in getting out of Afghanistan. Is there one country in the world that thinks he did a good job that you know of? No, nobody who's an ally of ours, I'm sure the Iranians are happy at how he did, the Chinese and the Russians are, because it mortified and embarrassed and weakened the United States. But it, it's a really, your, your point is a really good one, Bill, because we've been used to for a long time thinking, you know, we're the leaders and we drag the Europeans and our NATO allies along. Here, they were much more on target about what we should do than uh, President Biden and his administration were because they didn't, it, it, all along, they, they wanted more time to evacuate. You know, I want to come back to your point. I, I, I've made it clear. I, I didn't agree with the whole idea of uh, withdrawing from uh, Afghanistan. But if you're going to decide to do it, I mean, come on, we're, we have more confidence than that. It was just a disaster, chaos. Nobody really planned. And then all along, uh, we kept yielding to the Taliban. You don't want us to be involved in the evacuation after August 31st, even though we've told you, United States of America, strongest country in the world, that we want to get this done and do it after the 31st? Okay, if that's what you say, we're getting out on the 31st. You can't be a safe nation, or let alone a great nation, if you start yielding uh, and knuckling under to terrorists like the Taliban who, who are and, and always will be. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, I've saved my toughest question for last, Senator. And, I, and I, I'm sorry I have to ask you this question. I, I, as an... As an American, I'm sorry I have to ask this question. You have known Joe Biden up close and personal for decades. 
Is he a diminished man in your opinion? Well, frankly, uh, I haven't uh, spent time with him in the last year or so, so I can't tell you personally. I just think that um, the Biden that I see in the White House is not the Biden I served with all those years. And what I mean is he's, he's let himself be uh, pulled along well, domestically by the left wing of the party, which will take America and the Democratic Party uh, nowhere good. And on something like this, now, you know, really on foreign policy, he and I disagree that we remain friends a lot. I think he's been wrong on Afghanistan uh, for, for a long time. And uh, here he had the opportunity to implement that uh, wrong policy with disastrous consequences for the Ameri our security and the loss of lives of American soldiers and uh, just terrible things ahead for Afghanistan. So, you know, I'm, I'm concerned about it. I, I am. I don't, I don't think he's diminished per se. I don't, I don't know enough to say that, but, but I think he's made some big mistakes, and this is probably the biggest of all since he's been president. Incidentally, Bill, one last word. He's got more self-interest than anybody else. He's been very defensive, a few times acknowledging the heartbreak with everything happening in Afghanistan. He's really got to do what President Kennedy did after the Bay of Pigs and do a tough, no-holds-barred internal investigation of, even if you assume that he won't change his mind about withdrawing, how did the evacuation get so screwed up? And if he finds people wanting who are around him, he better let them go and get a better team, and he better think about his own behavior in the next crisis. Uh, I wrote somewhere in an article that if this was a parliamentary democracy, uh, the Biden government after Afghanistan would probably fall. Yeah, it would have but fallen. it's not. Yeah, no he's got three it. and a half years. Right. He's got three and a half years, and and he better make sure that he's ready for those three and a half years, and that he can give the country the kind of leadership it deserves. Yeah, I have no confidence in that. Hey, Senator, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. It's very good to see you. You're looking very you well. Too, Bill. And I and I hope we can talk again soon. Thank you very much. Me too. God bless. Thank you for listening to the No Spin News Weekend Edition. To watch the full episodes of the No Spin News, visit BillOReilly.com and sign up to become a premium or concierge member. That's BillOReilly.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.